Hey, welcome to a brand new six-part series of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. We're going to go through the first three chapters of the Bible in Genesis, and then read the last three chapters of Revelation, so we can kind of get a good picture of the beginning and the end. We really need to know where we came from and where we're going. Uh, that's why I wanted to kind of put together this series. So today, we're going to read Genesis 1. We're going to learn all about the creation and the beginning of everything. Let's do this. Stick with me. Let's go. Morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining me for another episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Whether you're watching this live on Instagram, watching it later on YouTube, or listening to it on anywhere you find your podcast, I am truly thankful that you found me, that we're uh, reading the Bible together, and we're studying it together, uh, and then we can spend a little bit of time here this morning. Well, it's morning for me when I record this. Uh, so Genesis 1, uh, if you miss uh, any part of these episodes, make sure you listen to it on everywhere you find your podcast, or check it out on YouTube. Uh, you know, while you're there, I would ask uh, if you could kind of drop a rating or review, whether it's on YouTube uh, or whether it's on the podcast. Uh, it, it helps me get the word out. We're growing. Our podcast is growing, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I want some feedback too, right? Uh, I think we have all five stars right now on uh, most of the podcast platforms. But you know, I like to hear feedback. So if you're watching this on YouTube, Drop a comment below uh, or, uh, you know, try to maybe give it a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe, all that fun stuff. So let's dive into Genesis 1 today. We're doing, as I mentioned, a six-part series uh, on uh, the beginning and the end of the Bible. So we'll do one, two, and three of Genesis in the next couple of episodes, three episodes, and then we'll finish that off uh, with the last three uh, chapters of Revelation on the last three episodes. So the next six episodes are kind of a package deal here. So if you miss any of them, make sure you go back and start at the beginning. So let's dive into uh, Genesis 1. Uh, this is the account of creation. This is going to be a fun one if you haven't read it in a while. Uh, let's just read along here and, uh, you know, read along if you have your Bible. If not, listen to me, and I'll talk about it along the way. Uh, Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of of the waters. It's interesting how he just sums everything up right there in one one that he created the heavens and the earth. And uh, so we're going into three now. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that light was good. I love that if you haven't read this in a while, he 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 references his creations as good, which is awesome. Let there be light, and then there was light. And God saw that light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Verse 6, Then God said, Let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters from the heaven from the waters of earth, I'm sorry, from the waters of the heavens. God called this space sky. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Verse 9, Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry ground appears. And that is what happened. God called the dry uh, ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that this was good. Then God said, Let the land spout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees 
from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced a vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees, and seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. All right, uh, so now we're into the uh, third day, okay? Verse 13. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Verse 14. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Then let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the in this, uh, sky shine down the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. Verse 17. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, and separate the light from the darkness. God saw that it was all good. And evening passed. And morning came, marking the fourth day. So let's do a little recap. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's do a little recap um, of verses, or I'm sorry, of day one through four. So the first day, he created the light. Okay, let there be light. And God saw the light was good. Right, so he created this, the, the light, which is interesting how he talks about he created the sun, you know, later on. So there's a little confusion on that. But what he's saying is he's creating light so there can be light and darkness, fundamentally between light and darkness, not necessarily the sun and the moon, okay? So he's talking about pure light and pure darkness. Now, there's some, there's some different theories on this, what he means by he created the light at the beginning and the darkness. Some people, I'm not saying that I'm following this camp, I'm just telling you some theories. Some people think that the light and the darkness is the good and the evil, Okay, Jesus is the light, as we know later on in the Bible. Jesus is the light, and Satan and the devil is the darkness. So did he create good and evil at the beginning? Which sounds weird, uh, but that's a theory, all right? So then in reality, if you're talking physical, he created light and darkness just so he could kind of see what was going on. So after he created that, at the molecular level of light and darkness, on the second day, he separated the waters, Okay. Uh, and then on the third day, he created the land. And the fourth day, he created the moon and stars and sun. Okay? So this is a—we're going to talk about whether this is literal days or figuratively days in a minute. But let's kind of get keep going through the days, and we'll kind of come back and talk about it. Verse 20, Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms, in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the sea, and the birds multiply the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Okay, so now what happened? He created the birds. He created the fish. He's starting to kind of do this creation of the living things of the earth. Verse 24, Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring, offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring, offspring of the same kind. And God saw it was good. Okay, let's stop there for a second. There's a couple of interesting points that God makes here, right, is the fact that he says uh, God made, let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of of the same kind, okay? So thousands of years before the evolutionary theory 
was created and Darwin and so forth, uh, written in this book, God specifically says that each animal produces offspring of its same kind, kind of debunking uh, what will happen with this evolutionary theory, right, that is uh, kind of taught in our schools and so forth. Uh, now, saying that, do things evolve? Can species evolve? Uh, absolutely. I think we've evolved. I think, uh, you know, think about all the things that have happened in the last thousands of years. Uh, humankind has evolved uh, to a degree, right? We didn't change into another thing, <laughs> right? But we became uh, a little bit different than we were uh, when we were, uh, you know, younger than Adam and Eve, for, for example. All right, so let's, uh, we're still in kind of day, you know, six. Um, then God said, let us make, okay, I'm going to read this. And I'm going to come back to it. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay. Uh, so, a couple of points I want to make on this section, okay? We are in Genesis 1, verse 26, okay? I get this question all the time. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. <laughs> this does not mean that we worship some sort of multiple gods, out there, and that is the that is the atheist fight on these things. Oh, I thought you only you know uh, I thought you only had a God. Now it's who's this us uh, that you're talking about? Uh, why does God refer to Himself as us? I'll tell you. Here's here, here, here's the answer. You want the answer? Jesus was there at the beginning. The Holy Spirit's there at the beginning. We believe in one God, right? And what is God made up of? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If you fast track to the New Testament, in 1 John it says, the word in the beginning was the word, capital W, which means Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Okay? That's what 1 John says in the back of the Bible. All right? So the truth is this. The truth is this. Uh, we worship one God. The Trinity, the whole, it can be confusing if you don't follow along, but we worship one God that's made up of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? One, one God, three beings, so to speak. That makes sense? But they were all together at the beginning. Jesus was there at the beginning. Jesus wasn't just a man that was created by God, placed on this earth to teach us things. He is the Son of God. He is part of God. Okay, let's be clear on that. That's why in, in Genesis 1, which most people believe was written by Moses, right? It's part of the Torah. Um, that's why he refers to it as us, as a quote from God. Let us make human in our image. That's what he means. Okay, because if you've ever been confused by that, that is what it means. The us is referring to the entire Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, I think we're on 29. Then God said, look, I have been given you every seed-bearing, I've given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for 
your food. And I've given every green plant as food for the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life, and that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Okay, so God created light and darkness. He thought it was good. He created the waters. He thought it was good. He separated the waters. It was good. He created the animals. It was good. He created people. It was very good. All right, I love the fact that verse 31, then God looked over all he had made and saw that it was very good. So think about somebody who's a creator or something that you build, right? Let's say that you're building, um, you know, a table or something. I'm using that as an example, a table and chairs. And, and you're, a, you're a carpenter building a table and chairs and you build the first chair and you're like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think um, it's, it's, it's coming along well. Uh, you build some more chairs. You're like, man, this is pretty good. You build the table. It's pretty good. When you take a step back from the entire thing, all of a sudden you have a table and six chairs. You're like, man, that's very good. So he's looking at the completion of the creation and seeing holistically everything that he had just created. And his response to that was, it was very good. All right. So this is all before the fall. Okay. This is all before uh, sin got brought into the world. Uh, we're going to get into that in the next chapter. Uh, but this is this is when everything was very good, for that matter. Okay, so this is what we strive to uh, live in a world like this. Okay, so part of the reason why uh, God gives us Genesis uh, for a couple of different reasons. This is when I kind of want to wrap up this part of the discussion. But why did God write the account of creation? Why does He want us to know how things were formed? Now, there are a lot of camps out there. Uh, there's a lot of uh, different beliefs, right? If you go to the movies, uh, you know, you think this this world is billions of years old. Uh, you know, I'm a, um, for those that have followed me a while, I love, uh, for whatever reason, I love to watch Jurassic Park. It's one of my favorite movies. I grew up on that stuff. It's fascinating to me. Do I believe dinosaurs roamed the Earth 65 million years ago? No, I don't. Uh, so how old is the Earth? Now, is it 5,000 years, as you would equate if, you, if you're a truist to the Bible? Or is it millions and billions of years old? Uh, quite frankly, is it seven literal days? Is it six literal days? I mean, quite frankly, he didn't even uh, create what day and night was, right, until later on in the days, right? Uh, he, he talked about the fact that in verse 14, he talks about the sun and the moon, uh, one to govern the day, one to govern the night, uh, and they separate the day and the night together. So how do you know what the day was without the sun? Uh, right? That's the argument. Uh, I mean, we are talking about God here, okay? <laughs> he can do whatever he wants, and he knows everything. So he knows what a, a what his perspective of a day is. You know, where do I fall? Like, what camp am I on? Uh, I, I'm on a literal day. Uh, I, I don't think that—I um, know later in the Bible it talks about a, a year's like a thousand years and so forth. I know time is, is relative to God. He's outside of time, space, and matter from what we call time, space, and matter. All right? Uh, so I, I, I do fall in the camp of, you know, God can create everything in, in as fast as he wants to. Uh, so I, I, I read Genesis 1 literally. Right? I don't read it as a figurative fairy tale. Uh, I read it as a, a true account 
of creation, uh, that God decided to create heaven and earth, and he calls it the heavens and earth. He didn't call it the heaven, so he's probably talking about space and outer space and so forth, whatever that is, right? That separation above our atmosphere uh, and, and what this earth is, uh, so that he created that, right? He created there's water above and water below. Uh, what does he mean by that? We'll find out one day. A lot of people, obviously, it talks about the firmament, talks about all those things. Um, there's a lot of, all the clouds are made of water, technically. Uh, so there's a lot of ways you can interpret uh, what he's saying there. But I take what Genesis 1 says, literal, uh, literally, God created everything for a purpose in six days to formulate our calendar, to formulate how we tell time. Okay, so we're going to get into Genesis 2. Uh, next time, talking about uh, Adam and Eve, that'll be fun. Uh, we can talk about how uh, things went awry, <laughs> if you don't know that story. Uh, that is certainly a good one. Uh, so we'll read Genesis 2 next time, and Genesis 3 uh, after that. So follow with me this Friday, and we'll read Genesis 2. All right? Thanks. It's a great great thing. It's it's good to know where we came from. It's good to know how God created it. It's, it's good to understand that God was purposeful for the creation. He created the sun and the stars and the moon for a purpose. He created the waters for a purpose. He created the animals for a purpose. He created the vegetation for a purpose. And finally, he created us for a purpose. And afterwards, he saw, with us included, that it was very good. Okay? Cool. All right, ask some questions. So if you're live with me on, uh, on Instagram right now, make sure you hit the bottom part of your screen and ask a couple of questions, whether it's about Genesis 1 or about anything else, I'm happy to take a few questions uh, like I do uh, every time. Uh, all right. Um, let's see what questions we have out there. Uh, <clears throat> what about the bones from the so-called dinosaurs? I didn't say that there were not dinosaurs. <clears throat> I didn't say that the bones are not real. What I said was, do I believe that dinosaurs roamed the earth all by themselves without people, you know, 75 million years ago? Uh, I think carbon dating is a little flawed on the time. But do I think that the bones that they find or the fossils that they find that they dig up are real? Yeah, in some form or fashion. A lot of times they're actually encased. They're not actual bones because bones will decay over time. And it's hard to understand how a bone from 65 million years ago can be found in the ground. But people's bones only last X amount of time before we turn to ash. Uh, it's, we don't find bones all over the place. I have, uh, you know, animals. I live out in the kind of the country. And when a deer dies, the bones are gone with a matter of a year, six months. Uh, so anyways, that's a whole nother discussion. We'll talk about that. Maybe we'll do a dinosaur uh, episode and talk about it. But we have, you know, behemoth. There's several dinosaurs. That word wasn't even in existence then. That is referenced in the Bible. They were called dragons back in the day. Uh, but there are some references inside the Bible to those types of prehistoric uh, kind, of, uh, um, uh, kind of creatures. And there's a reason why they call them prehistoric, prehistory. That's a whole other episode, guys. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Uh, so let's uh, see what other questions you have. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, how can I know when God is speaking to me? It's a little off topic of what we read, but that's uh, a good one. Uh, how do you know when God is speaking to you? I am uh, a firm believer on uh, understanding that uh, God speaks to me 
uh, in many different ways. Uh, so how do you know? There's two questions. How do you know when God speaks to you? And the second part is how do you know if that's God speaking to you? Okay, maybe I'm separating your question into two parts. So how do you know when God, uh, you know, speaks to you? I think God, or how does God speak to you? Let's hit that part first, and then we'll talk about the when. I think God speaks to you through different things. He could be speaking to you now by something you're hearing or reading on the screen as the comments fly by. Uh, he could be speaking to you through a song. He could be speaking to you mainly through the words of this Bible. So if you have your Bible, this is the Word of God. I firmly believe that, right? God gave us these words. I know they were written down through a man, uh, through several men, a lot of men, actually, but uh, that doesn't mean they're not God's words, okay? So I believe when you're reading the Bible, God is speaking to you. There are plenty of times where I've prayed for something, and he has reacted in a circumstance or through somebody else that I knew that I was God speaking to me uh, through a circumstance, through a situation, through a stranger, through a friend. Uh, so there's lots of ways that God speaks to you. So how do you know if it's God that is speaking to you and not something else? First of all, the Bible, it is God. Every word of that comes from God. Now, how do you know if things circumstances and people and songs and music and books are, are God speaking to you. A lot of times in my mind, I try to separate those things out in the sense of, does it bring me closer to God? Uh, is it something that God is using to grow my faith, grow my character, uh, help me go out and tell somebody else about Jesus? So the, that if those things happen, then that's how I know that it's from God. If it's pulling me away from God or distracting me from God, I don't think that's from God. Now, God can use every circumstance to redirect you to where he wants you to go, for sure. But if you're talking about actual God speaking to you, I think if it's pulling you towards, towards God, then absolutely. If it's pulling you away from God, it's probably coming from somewhere else. All right, let's see what other questions we have, and then we'll, uh, we'll get on about our day. Um, what do you think about the book of Enoch? That's a whole another question, a whole another po podcast episode. Uh, what I th it's not in, it's not in the Bible. It's interesting. I've read it. It's interesting, um, but it's not in the Bible. So I, I take it with a grain of salt. If that makes sense. Uh, I, I think this is the full and complete Word of God that I have sitting on my desk right now. If that makes sense. Uh, all right, let's see uh, one more question, and we'll get out of here. Whoops, I lost the question, sir. Give me a second. Okay, guys. All right, so uh, continued. Uh, this one says, but it also says, let us create men in our image. So what was created first? Don't, I'm not sure I understand that question. Hold on, maybe it was a two-parter. Sorry. I get a bit confused. Oh, here's the first part. I get a bit confused sometimes. I thought the first people to be created was Adam and Eve from soil, uh, but it also says, let us create men in our image. Uh, so what was created first? Uh, in, in my opinion, uh, it doesn't specifically state it in the Bible, but I do think it's Adam and Eve are the first uh, humans. Now, what he talks about, he goes through a chronological perspective of day one through day seven, and then he kind of talks about Adam and Eve. So I think when, in reality, Genesis 1 is talking about that those that progression of days, and then he kind of goes into the details in Genesis 2. But we'll get there next time. So join me on Friday, and we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about uh, Genesis 2 and Adam and Eve, okay? All right, last question, then we'll get on out of here. 
how will God stop the war in Israel and Ukraine? Does he hear our prayers? Uh, that's a great question. We're going to stop on that one, so I'm going to answer that real quick. When will God stop the wars in Israel and Ukraine? I don't know. That's my answer. That's my answer. And, uh, and only God knows uh, what's going to happen. Only God knows what the purpose of those things are. Um, I don't know when he's going to stop the war in Ukraine. You're, you know, he's got to put the people in place in order to do that, if that's his will, uh, as well as what's happening in Israel uh, and that whole area right now. So I, I don't know when God's going to stop those wars. And for the amount of human history, um, there's been battles and fights and war. Uh, all the way back, which we'll read about, Cain and Abel started it, right? Uh, Cain and Abel started it. The two brothers, um, you know, one ended up dead. Uh, after that battle. So that's a small microcosm uh, and kind of uh, analogy of two people fighting to the death uh, all the way through two nations fighting to the death in multiple. So uh, unfortunately, uh, if you read, especially the Old Testament, it is full of battles and uh, war and different things. That has been in our human nature uh, since the beginning uh, of, and especially after the fall, for sure. Uh, we, uh, we don't always treat each other well, do we? That is for sure. So we need to keep praying. Second part of your question is, does God hear our prayers? Absolutely, I hear. I, he, he hears our prayers. Um, sometimes he answers with a yes. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes it's a maybe. Sometimes it's a not now. He answers in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I found some of the best blessings in my life have come from unanswered prayers. That's the reality. Nobody wants to talk about that, but that's the truth. There are plenty of times that I prayed for things along the way that I'm thankful that God didn't put those things in my life at that moment because my life would be totally different than it is now. So he has a plan. So yes, we need to continue to pray. Yes, we need to pray for intervention. We need to pray for mercy. We need to pray for peace. Uh, and then also take a step back and let God handle it. Because he knows what happens afterwards. He, so he will figure that out. He already has a plan for that. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to understand. But keep praying. I promise you he's listening. Pray for his will to happen as well. Okay? Let's have a sip of coffee and let's, uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us the beginning of the Bible. Please be with us as we go through this journey of the beginning and the end of the Bible, Lord. Open our eyes, open our minds so we can understand what it is that you're trying to tell us. Help us understand why you're letting us know how you created everything. And also let us know at the end why and how it's going to end. We're curious and we believe you with what you say in the Bible, Lord. Just help us open our hearts and our minds so we understand. We are seeking your wisdom, Lord, through the words of the Bible so we can understand the purpose that you have for us, the purpose that you have for the things that are happening even today, Lord. We're confused by it. We don't know why there's wars happening. We don't know why there's so much so much death and destruction happening. We don't know why we're so evil towards each other at times. But we trust in you with whatever that whatever comes. We love you. We put it all in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
right, guys. Love you guys. Uh, stick with Genesis 1. Uh, we'll read Genesis 2 on Friday. Till next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you.